Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue uh, our read through the Bible, and we are in the book of Acts, and we are making great progress as we have arrived at chapters 17, 18, and 19. If you have a Bible and it's convenient for you to do so, open your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 17, and our focus in a moment will begin in chapter 17, verse 22. Uh, the uh, emphasis of the book of Acts is upon the Apostle Paul and his proclamation, uh, now going into Europe, going into the Gentile world. Now to be sure, he's still following his pattern going to the synagogue first, uh, seeking, at, seeking the opportunity to preach uh, the gospel uh, to the Jews. But it is often rejected and they are persecuted for it. And so we see uh, in chapter 17 uh, the kind of the itinerary of, uh, of the journey. Uh, chapter 18 tells us about uh, uh, this arrival in Corinth where he would have a successful ministry and then eventually uh, crossing back over into Asia and uh, preaching uh, there in the uh, city of Ephesus and 19 uh, gives us some detail as to uh, what went on uh, as the church was founded as, uh, as uh, Paul uh, preached there in Ephesus, the various ways in which he was opposed. And here again, not uh, uh, while the Jews were still opposing him, uh, he, he preached enough uh, good news that the Gentiles were opposing him uh, as well there in Ephesus. So let's go back to, uh, again, kind of a noteworthy uh, uh, juncture of uh, his proclamation there in Europe as he arrives in the city of Athens, Greece, uh, uh, certainly the intellectual capital of the ancient world. And so in verse 22, uh, So Paul, standing in the midst of the area of Hagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you're very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Uh, what therefore you worship as unknown, I, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, even as some of our own poets have said, for we are indeed uh, his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. At the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness and by a man whom he has appointed, of this he has given us assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So uh, this engagement with the uh, various philosophers of Athens, the Stoics and the Epicureans and whoever else they would uh, be, uh, Paul first begins by noting uh, kind of the universal religious instinct of man. Uh, there is uh, uh, no culture, no race of people that have not had their gods and their religions that uh, are supportive of uh, that God. But then Paul moves to begin to make a contrast 
between these gods and those religions and the God of heaven who has now revealed himself ultimately, finally, and savingly in the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this God, the God that he proclaims, the God of the one who uh, is raised from the dead, namely Jesus, uh, isn't an idol. He's not fashioned by the hands of men. Uh, he is actually sovereign. He has appointed our days, our, our locations. All of these things are certainly uh, under the, the uh, sovereign care of God. And there was a time, I don't think, when Paul says that, that in times of ignorance God overlooked uh, uh, the sins of men, uh, but now there is a unique accountability of all men uh, in light of the gospel and in view of the uh, coming judgment. The command is now, as it has always been, to repent, to turn to the true and living God. Since the incarnation and the uh, life and death of the Lord Jesus Christ and has been raised from the, the dead. Uh, we must know uh, the God who created everything that's sovereign over all. We must know him through his son, Jesus Christ. And he is exclusively that one and only uh, Savior. And so Paul then speaks of this business of Jesus is the one who's been raised from the dead, which uh, provoked uh, their consternation and their curiosity uh, to be sure. Uh, they found that to be just a silly notion. Uh, but Paul makes sure uh, that uh, they know that the resurrection is intrinsic, is essential uh, to uh, the gospel, and God has placed his stamp of approval both on Jesus and the message the apostles uh, preach by raising Jesus Christ uh, from the dead. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.